What's going on guys? My name is Jeremy Graves. I'm a level three certified CrossFit trainer and former CrossFit affiliate owner. I would like to welcome you to the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. I've been a full-time trainer for over 10 years now and I've worked with everyone from pro athletes to 90 plus year old seniors. As a member of the CrossFit HQ training staff, I have access to some of the best coaches within our fitness industry. Join us each week as we discuss everything that leads to being a better trainer. We hope you leave educated, inspired, and most importantly, elevated to new heights. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode six of the Elevate Trainer Development Podcast. We are smack dab in the middle of this quarantine life. I think we've all been, pretty much most of the country has been on uh, some stay-at-home orders for about four or five weeks now. And um, it's getting it's getting to feel... Um, and you know, not so strange, but I think it's also getting a little bit harder to deal with and annoying. I think everyone's ready and excited to get back to pre-coronavirus life. Um, so I hope you guys are, are doing okay and I hope everyone's staying safe. Today we are in the second week of a five-week series where we're going to talk a little bit about, um, the top five attributes of being a great trainer. Um, Last week we talked about care and empathy and how important it is to understand and feel what it's like to be in the shoes of your your clients, the people that you're working with, especially people who are um, maybe a polar opposite of you in terms of physical capacity or just experience with exercise and training and strain and stress. It's really important that we understand how they're feeling. So we talked about all that. We, we went into every little detail of ways you can, you know, try to relate with your clients a little bit better. Today, we're going to talk about having an open mind and how having an open mind as a coach really just gives you more tools to work with more people or work with certain people better. I think that lots of times as a coach, we get caught up in what we like to do or what what specific training methodology we believe in most, and then everything else falls by the wayside. I know, obviously, as a CrossFit trainer and a CrossFit coach myself, CrossFitters are kind of notorious for, for being of the mindset that CrossFit is the only way. And that's certainly not something we endorse or promote. We think CrossFit is a fantastic way, obviously, but there are lots of other ways um, to get the job done. And it kind of depends on what your clients want. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I said this was the second week of a five-week series because there were five attributes of a great trainer in terms of how we at Elevate Trainer Development um, define it and and look at what goes into being a great trainer. We've said this multiple times that there are a lot of key elements and aspects of a trainer that make them great. These five 
are are serving as kind of this base platform that everything else is built on top of. Uh, we've listed them several times. I'm going to list them again right now. They're in no specific order, and we're not really going in any order. The five are, are can be stacked really in any order. Um, they're just listed this way for us. We have number one, care and empathy. Number two, uh, the trainer needs to have a sound knowledge base. Number three, a positive attitude. Number four, continued self-development. And number five, an open mind. And we're actually going to talk about that point number five today, open-mindedness. So, um, and not, not specifically um, open-mindedness in this sense, but I mean, even right now with what's going on, uh, we're all used to doing, most of us anyways, I know there's this big online um, presence for training, but for the most part, I think it's safe to say that our business uh, as a trainer is done in person, um, at least in part, and we're used to doing it that way, right? Now we're being forced to do a lot of virtual work, talk with people over the phone, FaceTime, Zoom calls. We're doing a lot of things that maybe are taking us out of our comfort zone or maybe even we're having to work in a way that we don't prefer or we don't believe is to, is is what is the best way. And we you don't really have a choice right now. So you kind of have to have an open mind and pursue a different avenue for working with people and getting your job done. So it's it's you know serving its purpose and showing itself to be um, important right now. So in terms of specifically what I'm talking about about having an open mind, we, we said it at the beginning. It's 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 more about philosophy, right? Um, it's you know training is kind of like politics. Uh, religion, nutrition, people feel very strongly about what it is they like or they believe in, and they don't have a lot of patience or tolerance for anything that's different. And I think that's a big mistake, especially if that's if you're somebody that wants to continue um, to gain experience, work with a wide variety of people. Um, if you are super narrow-minded in how you are willing to work with people and expose them to to different practices within the fitness space, you're going to really limit yourself. And you're also, I think it's going to be really difficult for you to succeed and continue to build a good name for yourself. You're just going to start to get stuck and find yourself working with really only a very specific kind of of person. Um, What we need to do is realize that training, um, specifically the modality of training or the type of training that we're doing is really like a tool, right? And by tool, I mean a screwdriver or a hammer or a wrench or a socket set. These are all different tools and you wouldn't just take one tool, you wouldn't just take a wrench to any task at hand, right? You would bring your toolbox and then whatever the task calls for, you're going to pull out that tool and use it. And that's what we need to look at these different styles as because we may have a very uh, specific way we like to train but if we want to work with all different types of people um, not just in ability or their goals but their personalities 
then we need to have a little bit more in terms of resources we can draw from. And that's really what I hope most people are going to take away from this talk. That Probably I'll try to keep it pretty short, around half an hour, but I want people to understand that I'm not, I'm not especially endorsing one style over the other. I'm just saying we need to understand that there are many ways to get things done, and what is best depends on the person we're working with. If you're going to have, um, if you're going to open up a facility and it's, you know, it's going to have your name on the building, then obviously you get to have a style of training. And I'm not saying you have to train, you know, every person that comes in that door, you have to do what they want. What I'm saying is we need to have enough variance in what we can offer so that we don't just restrict ourselves to one specific type of person, unless that is your goal. If that's your goal, then great. If, if you only want to teach people, um, you know, uh, we're, you know, obviously we CrossFit is kind of at the core of what we do. If that's all you want to do, then obviously you're only going to get people who want to come to you for CrossFit. Everyone else is, is going to know that they can't come to you or you're not going to be able to help them. Um, and let me tell you specifically what I'm talking about here. With, with CrossFit, for example, um, when it's done appropriately, the reason why obviously we love CrossFit so much here and the reason why I am you know honored to work for the company is I think when CrossFit prescribed appropriately can meet the needs of the, the most varied population. So anything from someone who's looking to get stronger, to lean out, to get faster or more capacity or prep for a sport in the off season. I mean, you can kind of hit everybody, especially if you meet them where they are. But I did not get into fitness and exercise through CrossFit. In fact, it was something like everyone else. I probably rolled my eyes at it and thought it was silly before I had really given it a chance. And I touched very briefly in episode one about my background in terms of both athletics, but also getting into training. And that was first, I was an athlete who viewed training as a means to increase athletic performance. So my training was very much built on um, this segmented concept of I'm going to do some squatting, I'm going to do some deadlifting, um, I'm going to try to do some cleans even though I never really had any solid instruction on any um, highly technical movements like a clean or a snatch. I, I just tried to figure it out on my own. And then separate from that, I was going to do things like speed and agility work and then add the skills of my sport and I was going to do all these things kind of separately which is obviously what I did and then hopefully it was going to translate to being a better athlete on the field and and to a certain extent it did sure and then obviously in in the off season and getting ready for the summer I mean you're in college and you know you want to go to a pool party so you're working on your shoulders and your arms and your abs and your legs maybe once a week, but you're not really training to be a better physical athlete in terms of the type of fitness you can express. You want it to look a certain way. So everything was geared towards aesthetics. So really that was 
which again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just there was a time of the year I'd be training for aesthetics and there'd be a time of the year where I was training to try to put on a little size, get bigger, get stronger, get faster. So it would show up when I was playing lacrosse. And, and that's the way we trained. And when I first started training clients, I trained my, I, I, I had a, a niche, right? I was a college athlete. My background was in strength and conditioning for athletes. My first uh, personal training certification was geared towards general pop, general population clientele. So now all of a sudden I started to see that exercise didn't have to be so, you know, all out all the time. It was going to be geared towards the, the, the more everyday folks right, who are just trying to lose a little weight or feel a little better. So my getting into training as a new trainer, I went and got this credential, but I still was training clients early on like I trained or that like my high school athletes or young college athletes needed to be trained. And it worked out a few times, but I very quickly realized that everybody had different wants, needs, and then at the same time they had different wants and different needs. They had a different level of tolerance for certain types of exercise. So number one, I, w I was very new. And so I had to learn how to gauge what is too much for somebody, what isn't enough, somewhere in the middle, in terms of intensity or how hard someone could go or the fact that some people like to be pushed and some people like to be you know, maybe taken care of a little bit more. You really have to feel out each person and, and treat them differently. You know, you hear about this all the time with, with coaches in sports. Some guys like to be coached real hard and they want you to get on them and get on their, in the, you know, they want you to get in their face and they respond to that. And the athlete right next to them could completely shut down if the coach tried to treat that athlete that same way. Training's no different. So we, we, we hear about this. The great coaches know how to coach the player the way that the player responds well. So whereas one coach might be getting in you know, player A's face and smacking him on the helmet and yelling and firing him up, the other player might have to get you know, pulled to the side and propped up a little bit and smack him on the butt and say, you've got this, and give him some confidence and build him up in a different way. So not only does that exact thing happen with your clients, but different tools might make like you can't have everybody run stair sprints obviously right not just because they physically maybe they can't do it but let's say they physically could do it but it was it's just super hard for them um and they start to shut down anything that you know that pushes them like that or that makes them feel like they're about to be sick they just shut down and they don't want to do it or they cancel sessions i mean you just have to have more than one way to get the job done. And so I started to learn and, and then also react to what I was learning, that everybody's different and I better learn 
lots of different ways to get something done, like have someone lose weight or have someone build muscle, right, or build capacity so that I could reach all kinds of people. Because again, if I just wanted to work with high school athletes, I was kind of limited. But if I could work with high school athletes and, you know, stay-at-home moms and doctors and, you know, everybody in between, grandparents, I really needed to be able to vary what I was going to offer. So it was around that time when I did get introduced to CrossFit. And that was, again, that was something that was new at the time, but people already started to have some opinions about it. You, We all remember, I think, when CrossFit was brand new, it was looked looked down upon, especially people who had no formal education in it. They just thought it was just bad news from start to finish. And it's... I decided that since I felt that way, maybe I should do something to figure out exactly what it was all about. So instead of just not knowing anything and saying, that's stupid, that's not right, that's not how you do things. Wait, you do multiple reps of clean and jerks and snatches. You're only supposed to do sets of, you know, no more than three on the snatch and no more than two on the clean and jerk and, you know, the anything below 80% is not going to provide any sort of adaptation. If you add any sort of speed intensity to it whatsoever, it's going to cause technique. Everyone's going to get hurt and everyone's going to die. Like this is everything everybody said. Well, instead of just going with that, I wanted to go and learn. So not only did I expose myself to it, but before I ever went and got my level one, I hired a CrossFit coach to work with me. And I was a personal trainer. I worked at a gym. I had clients. I was coaching people, but I went and hired a CrossFit coach to take me through a CrossFit program. It was um, it was in Monterey, California, and it was this tiny little, you know, dingy, like warehouse, super small, like the size of like a five car garage. It was dirty. The you know equipment was all over the place. This was before. <laughs> um, Rogue or any of the nice companies where everything's really nice and looks great. I mean, this was not what I was used to. Not only the methodology, just even the presentation. And I'm not saying that this is a whole other talk about how to manage your facility and, and, you know, first impressions and all that stuff. That's a different conversation. I'm just talking about it was, I'm trying to paint the picture that it was not what I was used to in any way. I worked at a very high end fitness facility, the kind of like fitness facility where every need is met. All kinds of different personal trainers for all different types of people. There was a pool, um, you know, you could go in and real nice bathrooms and beautiful weight rooms and basketball courts. I mean, this was a super nice facility and I was going away from that in every way, not just the facility, but even style of training. And he was my first introduction to like formalized CrossFit. But, and I can talk about that experience at it, you know, some other time. But instead of saying, you know, oh, I don't like that CrossFit stuff. I'm just going to stay with what I'm, what I do now, what I know. I decided to go head first and learn about it firsthand. So after I worked with a coach, I was like, okay, this is great. I wanted to learn more. So instead of you know, just working with that CrossFit coach, I took it one step further and I went to the source and I went and took a course from CrossFit training. 
And then that opened my eyes even more. And lo and behold, what did I realize? That a lot of the misconceptions I had were just that. They weren't true. They weren't accurate. They were based on very limited information. And it, it, it obviously, it's something I fell in love with and turned into a career all on its own. But just because I took that extra step and went to learn about something that I was skeptical of, I have a whole different set of skills that I was able to start developing. And it exposed me to, and this was what was great about CrossFit back then, it was it was a company on its own. It had its own values and methodology for sure, but it was also a collection of experts within multiple different fields. Endurance coaches, weightlifting coaches, gymnastics coaches, powerlifting coaches, all sports, football coaches. Literally, coaches from every different realm came together to give their little contribution to what helped build CrossFit. And it was an amazing time. This was like back in, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, when I was going through this little process. So CrossFit, for me, could be yoga, could be Pilates, P90X, F45, Orange Theory, HIT Training, whatever style of training you want to bring up right now, there is value to it. And the different styles, the different programs will resonate differently with different clients. You know, if I'm a CrossFit coach and all I do is talk bad about another program, right? This happens a lot. I mean, the gyms that are popping up right now, so things that are popular right now, F45, Orange Theory. I hear coaches that all they do when a gym is popping up in their neighborhood is talk bad in front of clients and customers, which to be honest, is just a bad look. It makes you look insecure and scared and not believe in what you're doing. But also for you to, to, to talk poorly about something that you have no specific experience with, you're just showing a lack of having that open mind because you're assuming there's nothing that they do that you can learn from and maybe take and put into practice with what you do. I'm talking about anything as small, guys, as your presentation. Again, I've been to some pretty, like, dirty, nasty, very unimpressive CrossFit gyms that offer a great program and great coaching but their presentation alone scares people away. And then you go to something like a, a cycle bar gym or Orange Theory and you'll walk in and everything is nice. Everything is clean. You're greet Like the presentation is great. Put the workout and the training aside. But right there, you can learn and having an open mind and just going in there and experiencing that, you can learn something about presentation and what it's like to present yourself a little bit different and what that does in terms of attracting different types of clientele. And I know I'm talking about, I'd like to have a broader understanding and a deeper understanding of the program so you can use those tools, but I'm just talking about there are the, to think that you can't take anything from another style of training or another type of business is just so narrow minded in, uh, it, it, it just, it's really showing that you don't even understand how 
much variance is out there in the world, how many different ways there are of doing things. And, and it's, again, you're limiting yourself. You're putting a ceiling on what you're going to be able to offer. So instead of being the CrossFit gym that says like, oh, F45 is so stupid, Orange Theory, that's so dumb. How about you put your ego aside, whether you're a gym owner or a coach for how long, whatever, and you've heard a lot about Orange Theory, you've heard about F45, why don't you go take a class? Why don't you go you know, book a session with one of those coaches? Or ask or walk in and talk to them and say, introduce yourself and ask if you can go get a cup of coffee with one of the coaches there and talk about the program. Talk about why you do what you do. Or go take one of the, you know, educational platforms that are offered by somebody that subscribes to that type of program and learn. I even if you don't end up using anything, you went to the source and you learned. You had an open mind to hear what they said to see if it's something that can help you or not. Because again, now when you, for example, are the CrossFit coach that does yoga once a week and your parent, your, you know, your mom likes going to Orange Theory, maybe they don't even have a CrossFit gym in their town or maybe they do and she just likes Orange Theory and she goes there. So, you know, every time you go back home to visit, you, you drop in with your mom to do an Orange Theory class, you have a lot of different experiences and skills and tools to draw on and and apply to different situations that you're going to encounter with your clients. And that's all because you didn't think you were too good to try something new or learn something new. Right? I'm telling you right now, CrossFit is not the only way to exercise. We love it. I think it's one of the best ways, but I also think it's one of the best ways because there is room if you're a good coach to say like, hey, let's add some yoga on your active rest day or you're really immobile. You're really, you have some flexibility issues that are challenging some of these positions. You know, let's, let's add yoga to your workout twice a week and we'll do CrossFit three days a week and right, there's room for that. As a CrossFit coach, you know, hey, oh, you love to, you love to cycle. Let's do CrossFit three days a week, and then you can go to Cycle Bar with your friends uh, the other two days a week. Right? There's there's room for more, if if you ask me, in terms of prescribing a good CrossFit program. It doesn't have to be the end all be all. And like I said earlier, now and once you've built this toolbox. Right, and, and let's just, so we're talking about CrossFit, and we've said Orange Theory, P90X, F45, Pilates training, HIT training, right? That some people will say, oh, they're just doing CrossFit. I mean, whatever. It, it's, it's all about how they define it. But let's not even, let's go, let's take it one step deeper. Um, we've named um, kind of like franchises there. I mean, yoga is not like a franchise, but like, you know, Bikram Yoga, whatever. But CrossFit versus you know, the NSCA, the NSCA and CrossFit are like mortal enemies, right? ACSM, NASM, all these different educational, uh, educational or, um, places to go and get a credential educational organizations that 
provide resources for people and, and, and licenses that so trainers can go and do the job. If I just said, oh no, like aces, it's dumb, but I've never even cracked their textbook, how do I know? So whether you want to go pay and take the test because you want the letters behind your name, what's stopping you from, I mean, how many trainers are out there that were that are listening to this that know trainers who have that textbook that if you just said, hey, could I borrow that textbook one weekend or one week and you know, read through it if you're not using it right now? Like again, now we're talking about you taking steps to expand your knowledge base and you have an open mind to other ways of doing things. For example, in you know the the at the CrossFit level one, we talk very you know, specifically about how we teach the squat. ACE, personal training, or ACE fitness, they American Council on Exercise, they might have a complete different way of teaching the squat. And even though I think CrossFit has done the best job of organizing and explaining the points performance of the squat, I might read something in the ACE textbook that gives me a different way to explain it to a certain person that all of a sudden makes that movement resonate better with them while I'm working with them. And it's all because I had an open enough mind to go and look through that textbook just to see what they had to say. Because again, the different different styles, different tools need to be used to align with the job at hand. Even if like, if I know enough and respect yoga enough, but I can't coach yoga or take somebody through it, I'm sure I know, which I do, many yoga instructors who are friends or colleagues of mine that I could take my client to and say, hey, I'm going to have you work with so-and-so two days a week and you're going to see me three days a week. What do you think about that? And they meet and if it matches, it's great. And now I've exposed them to a different style of training, even though it wasn't with me. But again, they're getting their needs met. And because I have enough respect for a different style of getting something done, and I don't think I just have all the answers, the client's the one that benefits. And now that client's going to go and say, hey, man, listen, I'm working with Jeremy, and he does A, B, and C great, and then he wanted me to do some yoga, and he turned me on to the best yoga instructor. He's great. You need to go talk to him because whatever he need, whatever you need, he's going to find it for you, even if he can't do it himself. <laughs> And that's the kind of stuff I want people saying about me. Right? If your way is the only way you've lost, you're out. Does it, it, it just doesn't work like that. Right? Not everyone I work with wants to do Fran. Right? Which, again, if you're not a CrossFitter, it's one of our notorious CrossFit workouts. It's horrible. You, it, like, to, get a good t- to get a good time on some of our things, it's going to hurt gonna hurt intensity hurts some people just like to a certain extent don't want it to hurt i'm not saying they won't deal with being uncomfortable because for exercise to be productive it's gonna be uncomfortable but right not everyone's gonna want to do france so if all you know how to do is coach thrusters and pull-ups or want to do is coach thrusters and pull-ups and push people till they want to puke and you think that's great and their hands are tearing now they're on track then you are really missing the boat on a lot of people that you could be helping 
Okay, also, regardless of how you feel, don't put down the other methods. Everything has its purpose and you need to understand that. Again, start to see exercise or training methodology methodologies or style of training as tools. It's a method, it's a tool for a certain job. It may not be the job you're trying to do right now, but it might be perfect for the job that someone else is trying to do. Right. There are many different methods to achieve specific outcomes and it's gotta match the needs and wants of the client. And that goes back to sitting down with them for the first day. What are you looking to get out of your time with me? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? What do you wanna be able to do? What scares you? What do you hate? What do you love? Those talks set the stage for how you can put this whole thing together. So the moral of this talk in terms of having an open mind, go learn something new, go take a class, go talk to another trainer, have another trainer work with you for an hour who doesn't do what you do. If you're a CrossFit coach, go take a session at a different gym or go take an hour with a personal training client or, or personal training coach and, and, and you don't have to hide anything. It doesn't have to be a secret. Let them know, hey, I'd love to work with you for an hour, pay for an hour of your time, you know, uh, to have you put me through a workout the way you work with some of your clients. And then offer them the same thing. Be like, I, I just want to see how you go about doing what you do. I'd be happy, you know, if you're interested, I can, I can, you know, reciprocate that and do the same thing for you. And now you're both learning something new. Learn, take classes, talk to other professionals, engage in conversation. You don't have to argue, but engage in conversations with people that feel differently about things than you do. You can learn from those conversations too. Have an open mind. Everything has its purpose. So um, thanks for listening to that, guys. I, um, again, I'm digging, the, I'm digging the podcast. It's an, again, I, I, it's an opportunity for me to talk about things that I'm passionate about and that um, I wish I would have heard a lot more of this when I was getting started with everything. The plan is to be doing a lot more of these, um, maybe like every other one, more conversationally based with coaches that I work with. So if there are coaches that you'd like to hear from, um, let me know and I will um, do my best to reach out to them and see if I can get them on here. Um, there's a lot of topics that I wanna talk with colleagues of mine with, um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then we'll still be doing the ones that are a little more um, just me talking about subjects that I want. But I appreciate it. Um, appreciate you guys listening. We're, we're getting busy. We actually just, my wife and I, um, we, have, we, we said before, we've owned two affiliates, CrossFit affiliates, CrossFit gyms in the past. Um, and we don't own those gyms anymore. They were out in California and we have since moved to Texas. And... Um, while I'm out here and um, working for seminar staff, we actually decided to open up a gym out of our house, out of our garage. So we're opening a we're in the process right now of opening a CrossFit affiliate um, out of the house. So this is going to add another um, another layer to what we're offering here. We're, we're gonna um, some of the stuff we've talked about, and we've been really busy with this over the past couple of weeks. So. Um, We've talked about doing a lot of stuff um, like virtual coaching and video demonstration, adding a lot of content uh, to what we're offering here. And 
that's all going to be accelerated and um, built within the structure of this affiliate. So I'm actually really excited for what our work in the affiliate here at the house is going to be able to do for educational content that we use for the podcast. So um, the uh, the affiliate is called Big Game CrossFit. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Again, that's Big Game CrossFit. Um, we're super excited and ready for this coronavirus stuff to be over so we can get back to doing what we do and doing what we love, which is working with people um, face-to-face. So um, stay uh, stay close for more information on that stuff. Um, thanks again, guys. We will talk to you next week. Everybody stay safe out there. Bye-bye.